0: Hey guys, welcome to Dream Stories. This is Michael French and along with my wife Elisa, we're gonna spend some time talking about dreams and dream interpretation. We're looking forward to sharing some of our dream stories with you. So, hang out and let's see what happens. So, last time we were together, we were talking about uh, dreams and we discussed a dream that we had done in the south in the United States about a young man who dreamed he was being slapped in the face with biscuits. And in his dream, he we we talked about the importance or the significance of it being biscuits. It meant something in the culture he was in. And at the end of that episode, you were talking to me about changes that arose or looking at dreams in different cultural contexts.
1: Yeah. I was just asking you maybe to elaborate a little bit on you know, how could, if if this dream, because we live in the South, biscuits were there. Biscuits are important, whether they're canned biscuits or homemade biscuits, that can make a difference. You know, the packaging could speak to something in a dream. But culturally speaking, like, colors can mean something. Um, if we're talking about food right now. I was asking you in the last episode about what if it had been like an Italian mother and she was cooking a spaghetti or something. And she had sausage and she slapped you know, or son in the face with sausage. You know, a context always means something, but it could mean that there was like a relationship issue maybe with his mom or a situation with his mom that he needed to pray about.
0: Yeah, completely different symbols, but you could end up with the same meaning. Exactly. exactly. And, 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 and interestingly enough, that's true in reverse too. You could have exactly the same symbols in a different context and, and have a totally mean different that meaning. at
1: all. That's right. You just add another person into the dream or another element or even a field. Feeling that's being evoked you know yeah. can really change change it talking about context
0: it, it, you know they say in real estate the three most important things in selling a piece of property the, the, that bring it value that make it easy to sell whatever there's three things that are most important to the real estate market mm-hmm. and that is location location and location right and in dream interpretation and in understanding people's dream stories there are three important things that you have to lay the foundation with for understanding a dream and that is context 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 yeah Uh, it's it's why one of the great tools Mm -hmm. for understanding dreams is asking the question why this and not that
1: yeah, and you know, you we've said through the years, it is very difficult to interpret um, someone's dream sometimes that you know, especially when you know a lot of things about them, deep personal things about them. It's hard. It's just like we were talking maybe on two episodes back about how, I have four or five dreams tonight, and it's hard for you to interpret my dreams. <laughs> I share them anyway. You know too much about me, and you just—it's best to stay away from trying to interpret everyone in your family's dreams. You can hurt their feelings, even if you see something. Sometimes it's just not the time, whatever. So um, we were talking about how um, I've lost my train of thought.
0: Well, we're talking about the the uh, the whole idea that comes with. Um, the way dreams um, flow around context and the different pieces of a dream. And and I'm too close to you to interpret some of your dreams because I will interpret the context of your dreams based upon my natural knowledge instead of based upon the symbolism that the Spirit of God used in giving you the dream. And you have trouble hearing me sometimes because it's hard for me to say to you a flaw or a fault or something that God is wanting to work on because you don't hear it as coming from God. You hear it as coming from me. So it's not only the context of the dream, but it's the context of the relationships that have an impact on your ability to understand the dream story. It, 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 and and I think about that when it comes to other things as well, um, not just family uh, scenarios. It's hard to interpret the people you're closest to, your best friend, your spouse, even your kids, your parents, your siblings. It can be hard to interpret those dreams because of closeness. Yeah. The other side of that can be true when you cross cultural boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I travel all over the world. I interpret dreams in Russia and in uh, Asia, India, Hong Kong. I've interpreted dreams in, in England, Ireland, and in Slovakia, and in, you know, in Africa, all over Africa. Every cultural setting is different. Yeah. And symbols even have different meanings. They definitely do. And so sometimes the distance between two people the cultural distance, hmm. it's not the closeness of the relationship, it's the distance yeah. of the the cultural relationship can, can make it difficult to interpret dreams. That's
1: true. And, you know, I, I know I lost my train of thought a minute ago. One of the things I was going to say was— um, you know, you said context, context, context is is really the most important thing in the dream. And it is. And so you can ask for detail. You want to ask for detail, but you don't want too much detail, you know. And that's the thing. One of the things we don't like, because we, don't, we know too much about a family member, or we know too much about a loved one, if you say, tell me about your dream, and then they begin to say, Well, you know, they know it relates to something. And so they'll begin to tell you about a problem they think the dream goes to. So they'll begin to tell you something before the dream. And before you know it, you're hearing stuff you'd rather not hear because it can change the way that you might perceive the dream as well. So one of the things we like to do when we're interpreting dreams is I like to say to people, don't tell me anything but just the dream itself. When the dream is finished... If I want to ask you a question, let me ask the questions. If after I've asked the questions, there's another detail you might need to share, maybe share one or two. And then you go, oh, wow, well, now that you tell me that, that totally changes everything. You know, and it can totally bring, uh, shed a light on the situation that you maybe didn't know as the interpreter. But you don't want too much detail.
0: You don't want too much detail. Okay. And I'll be honest, the backstory is really your question. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, a lot of times I'm even hesitant to ask questions. Yes, I agree. Because I I mean, there's certain questions that are really important. Did your dream have color in it? Did it not have color in it? You know, um, were you feeling any emotions? Those general questions right. that give you some. Of and the those are the questions are I was are talking valuable. about. Right. But I'm hesitant to ask too detailed a question because I know, because I believe dreams are spiritual, I know that I'm not the one giving the interpretation. Right. I'm just a messenger on this spiritual journey. I'm a mailman delivering the piece of mail with the interpretation in Mm -hmm. it. I didn't write the letter. I didn't write the interpretation. I just happened to be needed to hand it over to them. And if I ask too many questions with detail, then what it does is it puts that person into the context of believing I gathered enough information from them for me to personally give them an answer. Right. Instead of having no basis Mm. for the application of that mm-hmm. dream.
1: And even when Daniel, our, one of our examples is interpreting Nebuchadnezzar's dream. He he said, we will interpret your dream. And they went back and, and I, I can't remember the exact reference it is, but he was talking about how God was going to give them the interpretation of the dream. And that was the whole premise of him doing it. He wasn't taking credit for it. God, He wanted to give God the credit for it. It was the whole thing about God demonstrating his power through Daniel and his, group of dream interpreters.
0: Yeah, Daniel says in, in Daniel 2, 3, 4, somewhere in there, uh, that God uh, is the one who gives grants the interpretation. Joseph yeah. basically says the same thing. That right. Both of them give fairly clear indications that the interpretations don't come from them.
1: It belongs to the Lord. Yeah,
0: yeah. the interpretation belongs to him. Yeah. And that's important. And that's why sometimes we can just simply say, I don't know. I love yeah. the interpretation,
1: yeah, because, because
0: I didn't get the letter,
1: well, not only that, I mean sometimes people have you can tell just by discernment they'll make up a dream, and yeah. then, if you're <laughs> trying to make up the interpretation, you're kind of in the same boat they are really, you know i, I
0: could I can remember a very significant setting out on the street when I had a young man give me a made up dream, yeah. And and it, it actually was, I think, was intended to stop a young lady who really needed an interpretation right. of her dream from getting it. Yeah, We were out at one of those music festivals again. Yeah. And this young guy uh, basically, it didn't take a lot of discernment to tell it was made up, just to be honest, because it had something to do with uh, Santa Claus beating up baby Jesus with a baseball bat or something mm-hmm. like that. But I just looked at at the group of kids, and I said, well, does anybody have a real dream? Mm -hmm. You know, what I didn't know was the guy who had told me this made-up dream was the gang lieutenant, and this was a street gang. And, you know, our gangs in Birmingham, Alabama aren't, you know, not quite on par with New York and Los Angeles, but they're still not... uh,
1: he had a group of people. Yeah, again.
0: there's there, you don't want to and take them lightly. And they had a
1: hierarchy. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to take them lightly.
0: But yeah. when I stood up to him and just called him on the carpet on his made-up dream, mm-hmm. he, um, he gave permission mm-hmm. to the, the underling, the young girl. She's probably 16, 17 years old, maybe, something like that. Mm-hmm. Gave her permission to share her dream. and And she talked about a very, very... Significant dream. I mean, it was probably a life and death kind of dream. Mm. Well, it, in my mind, it really was. I, I wish that's one of those places where you wish you knew the rest of the story. Yeah, the the whole thing. But she shared a dream about um her boyfriend coming over to her house, and he drove a blue car. And he drove the blue car, and he pulled up to her house, and he came in, and they were intimate. And she said that was fine. And the next day, in her dream, the dream just progressed twenty-four hours. He drove up in his blue car, and when he got out of the car, and she's thinking he's coming in for them to to be intimate, uh, he pulled out a gun and shot her. And that was a that was a. That was a tough dream. Cause i I suspect her boyfriend was the one standing, standing there, there yeah, 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 with him, and uh but she had courage to share that dream because of um me being bold and taking on this guy who was to her you weren't supposed to contradict, mm-hmm. and so she shared that dream, and that that was a cool dream the interpretation of that dream actually related to the fact that depression. She had walked in depression to a point where it was almost pleasing that there were things Mm -hmm. that were just, it was easy to stay in a a state of depression, but that if she didn't deal with it, it was going to kill her. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget the look on her face, the shock that uh, I saw there when she responded how did you know that? Because my mom has been saying to me, "I'm depressed," and she's been insistent that I need to go to a doctor and get some help. And I don't want to. I didn't want to go. Mm. But she, you know what she told us that night? She was going to go mm. and get help. Mm. Uh, and and there was nothing about her that indicated she was mm. depressed. She was very, right. you know.
1: So there again, happy. you have. You have things in the dream that context that set it up, and I love how when you go places and you're teaching on dreams, one of the things you do is you will put up symbols, uh, and for people to look at and go, "Okay, is this a positive symbol or a negative symbol?" And many times people go, "Oh, that's negative," and then you'll give a scriptural example where it's not negative, you know. Yeah. And so many times we want to, you know, if we see a bluebird coming singing at the window it could be it could speak of depression but it could also be speaking of melody and god's revelation and his purposes that he's singing to us you know so it yeah. all is about context things can be negative or positive whether they have color in them or not it could be sending a negative connotation or it may be something negative going on in your life but it's not a negative dream necessarily it could be just be a revealing dream
0: sure and you know that that bluebird blackbird example i use a lot if a bluebird comes in and sings at your window it, 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 you know, blue in our culture here in the United States is a color that's associated with depression. Where do we get that? Well, we get it from a colloquialism. If you're down, you're depressed, you're feeling the blues. Mm-hmm. So blue is related to that. But blue from a, from a spiritual standpoint is often a color of revelation of hearing. And so that bluebird depending if the bluebird comes and sings at the window and you get lethargic and just lay down and go to sleep and don't do anything you're supposed to do. The whole context of the dream, mm. it becomes clear that that's a negative symbol. Yeah. If, on the other hand, if you're in a room feeling down and depressed and a blackbird comes to the window, black is often associated with with darkness or with darker things you would tend to think a big black bird coming into your window is probably not good. But if that big black bird is dropping little morsels of bread into your window so that you can eat and not starve, now it suddenly has a completely different context and it's mm-hmm. a very positive symbol like the ravens the Ravens that fed Elijah
1: yeah that and a lot of people say oh there's oh what if it's that that could also mean that someone negative is going to be you food that's true if the blackbird comes to your window and you begin to be sick and die you would re-examine right. that you would look you? at it differently. Yeah, so
0: every step of that dream yeah. can change the underlying meaning right because of context.
1: Yeah, and that's why we have a problem sometimes. It's not a problem, but it's just a different approach that we take and what God has us doing. And that is, it's hard to say that this symbol will always mean this. When you see this symbol, it will always mean this. You can't just look in a book or a dictionary, get a dream definition and go, oh, this is exactly what it
0: means. No, you can't. It's... And, and a dream, a symbol can have common meanings like colors. Mm-hmm. Colors, one of the reasons we ask about color in a dream is because most of the time dreams in color are, are, are spiritual dreams that, that come from our creator, mm-hmm. from God. Mm-hmm. But uh, most of the time black and white, muted color dreams are dreams that come from our adversary, from the demonic world. Mm-hmm. But even there as much as I would like to say that's a hundred percent true, I rec, it is a hundred percent true actually, but we can never count it as a hundred percent true because our recollection, mm-hmm. our ability to, to properly evaluate the color, the coloration in the dream. Was it vibrant color? Was it normal color? Was mm-hmm. it muted color? Mm-hmm. Was it black and white? If you've never had anything but a muted color dream, mm-hmm and you have muted color dreams and black and white dreams then a muted color dream is still vibrant color to you mm-hmm. but if you ever have a vibrant color dream suddenly that muted color dream is much more like a black and white dream
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: so those things can be can be you know interesting let's do something a little different today we you know some people who hear this may know, if you don't know, we have a website called, uh, my And there's a forum on that website where people submit dreams from time to time. Uh, I try and stay up to date. I'm usually about 30 to 60 days behind on getting those dreams interpreted for people. we hope to maybe by the time people are hearing this, that's adjusted with some help, mm-hmm. but, but people put, dreams on that website and we try and interpret them. And, and we had a dream that came in uh, a few months ago now, but why don't we just toss a dream out and look at some of the pieces of it, a real dream, somebody's dream who actually responded back that the interpretation we gave was significant to mm-hmm. them and and look at some of this story, this dream story and see what we can glean out of it. So here's this dream. Uh, This dream comes from user uh, Equally Yoked. And she says, my dream was that I was in our master bathroom. I saw on the sink four small purple butterfly clips. Once I woke up, I thought it was real. So I started looking for the four clips and was very excited. Then in real life, I realized I only have one butterfly clip. One of those purple butterfly clips, I use them when I wash my hair and do that sort of thing. condition my hair. Uh, so the the dream's pretty short, pretty straightforward. I dreamed I had four small purple butterfly clips on the counter of the sink. So what do you do with that kind of a dream?
1: Well, my first thing is what stands out,
0: yeah, what does she stand
1: mentioned out? color?
0: She mentioned color, you didn't have to ask the question. Clearly Mm -hmm. purple's in there. Mm -hmm. Now, was it vibrant color? Was it muted color? We don't know that, Mm -hmm. particularly when somebody just writes a dream out like that. But there's definitely color Mm -hmm. in it. And so purple jumps out to me. Purple Mm -hmm. is a color that's often associated with royalty.
1: A great value
0: things of great value. Mm -hmm. Purple is a color that is frequently associated with authority Mm -hmm. because it's associated with royalty or false authority in a negative context. So that purple has Mm -hmm. some potential meanings in there. Uh, but there's also when we really get down to it, there's three pieces to this symbol Mm -hmm. uh, to this three symbols in this dream that all relate to the same object, purple, butterfly, Mm -hmm. hair clip, right? And, and that tells the whole dream.
1: And so what would a butterfly mean?
0: A butterfly has to do with metamorphosis, mm-hmm. transformation, change, renewing, mm-hmm. new life. Uh, delicate. Being delicate, but also moving from, some, uh, from one state to another, mm-hmm. from one thing that's bound to the earth mm-hmm. to another thing that is capable of uh, moving into the heavenlies moving into the sky. Mm-hmm. So a butterfly has a lot of potential mm-hmm. meaning. Mm-hmm. And I love doing this. Now, when we're just interpreting a dream quickly, it's mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. because you just jump through these hoops yeah. in a real fast process. But all those things have potential meaning for mm-hmm. this dream.
1: Yeah.
0: And what's a hair clip?
1: Yeah, it's holding back things. It's keeping things in place.
0: Keeping things in place. Mm-hmm. So women probably know better what a hair clip mm-hmm. is than, than mm-hmm. the guys do. Mm-hmm. But it has to do with arranging the hair yeah. or positioning the hair. Right. In a way that yeah, and that she gave a little clue. Like yeah, she, she told says us a I bit.
1: use it to condition my hair. So to me, that means hmm, there could be some things that are dried out, and so this comes in handy when she's trying to moisturize her hair or get things into a better state. So all yeah. that could speak to how you interpret this dream.
0: Sure, and then the last little piece is those hair clips are for one purpose—to use in the hair. Mm-hmm. So what does hair mean? Wisdom. Wisdom, glory, beauty—it mm-hmm. beauty. Mm-hmm. can speak to uh, um, that whole concept of, of glory and beauty. You know what is it? there's the a there's a scripture example. that mm-hmm. says, woman's uh, hands hair. are glory." Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know uh, those sorts of things. So when we take that dream in those pieces, we put all those thoughts, mm-hmm. now what do we have to do? We, you know, I, when we were taught, we were taught to do dreams in a very structured format where we wrote them out, diagrammed them, wrote potential meanings for each of the symbols, and then sort of worked our way through developing a uh, interpretation that we could give back out of that. It's a great way. Don't get me wrong. I love that format. It was taught by uh, it's called, a course called Understanding Dreams and Visions offered by Streams Ministries. And it's a great course, but I learned that on the street or doing dreams in a volume setting where you had a lot of people asking questions, you have to move through that process a lot quicker. So mm-hmm. so for me, I take those one, two, three key elements, and I sort of quickly process through the potential meanings of the symbols, and then I just wait. Which one stands out? What means something? What sort of unlocks the dream for me? And once I, I I feel like I've heard the meaning of one symbol, the others tend to relate to they it fall and fall into, into place. place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so here's the interpretation of the dream, and yeah. then we can talk about how we tell got me
1: how to. you sewed this thing together.
0: Okay, so here's the interpretation. Basically, I said that this dream is talk is speaking about an increase in your gifting, and in particular. Uh, the level of authority you carry in the area of wisdom and the ability to display God's glory—it's moving you to a new place mm. of your uh, to uh, to be able to do that. And and the 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 idea is that God is doing a new thing in you that's going to be very creative, mm. a very creative way He's going to do it, and it's going to prepare you to fulfill your purpose, your destiny, your calling mm. to be able to bring glory to God and walk it out in wisdom. Mm. That's good. And, and the response we get back from from this individual was that that sounded exactly right, that were things that she was walking through at that moment mm. that she was realizing those were the places God was working mm. in her life. Yeah, Totally a different context, other things that were saying that to her. So this dream became a confirmation, an affirmation of what she was walking through. Yeah. So how we get there is for me, that that idea of purple speaking to authority just stood out to me. Mm. And if the hair represents glory or wisdom, I'm saying, okay, God is probably doing something in connection with uh, exercising a new level of authority in her life that's going to allow her to be displayed. The hair clips hold the hair in place so that it gives the right appearance. That's going to allow her to be displayed in a way that reveals God's glory and reveals his wisdom in mm-hmm. her life mm-hmm. Then the number four. Mm-hmm. There were four hair clips. She only had one in real life, mm-hmm. but there were four. We didn't even talk about that, but now right. I jump back to it mm-hmm. because it became important. Why? Four is a number that in um, uh, biblical numerology and in uh, Gematria and in some of the, the, the ancient kind of understandings of numbers Four is a number that would relate typically to the idea of a creative purpose, and particularly God's creative nature. So He's going to do this in a very creative and, mm. and new way: butterfly mm. transition, new creation. And we so don't it all always fits together. And we
1: don't always get every single one of our interpretations from Scripture. No. like our symbols. No, uh, you
0: don't get biscuit slapping.
1: You don't. And so sometimes you ask Holy Spirit. You let Him speak to you in that moment. You know, we don't always have, you know, a particular. Um, uh, dream dictionary that we can uh, pull up in scripture and just say you no know, people can write them and people do make attempts of at writing them and some of them do a great job and i'm not against any of those things but just saying that holy spirit is our interpreter and if we're not listening to him we could totally miss what holy spirit is saying for that particular person at that particular time
0: yeah you know, that's probably a great topic for us to take up in a future episode mm-hmm. is the idea of where do we get the meaning of symbols from? And what I would just say quickly as we close out today is the bulk of it, the bottom line is just from the natural flow of meaning. Yeah, and, and just listening. That might come from Scripture, but it might come from a colloquialism yeah. or from a family trait or nature.
1: Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So it's a good place to wrap this one up today, huh? And maybe pick it up another day with...
0: With more on symbols and how they work and yeah. more dream stories.
1: I'd also like for us to talk about how, we, how God demonstrates his power through dream interpretation. Yeah. And what it awesome. means in society today. So,
0: Yep. We'll look forward to it. See you again soon. Thanks for stopping by our podcast. If you like what you're hearing, if you want to hear more episodes like this and support us, then stop by our website at www.patriamin.com and click on the donate button. Once again, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time.